Hey guys, you're listening to Nerdspresso, and can we believe that it's already the end of February? Time really flies when you have to release a podcast episode every week. But you know what? I am really enjoying this process of bringing you this podcast, so I hope you're enjoying it, enjoying listening to it, as much as I'm enjoying producing it for you. Um, I want to thank everyone who has supported us so far, and you know, make sure you guys hit that like, follow, subscribe, download, whatever button you use on whatever platform you're listening on. Please just hit that button. It takes just a few seconds um, to just support us and everything because by doing so, you give us the ability to bring you a better podcast episode each week. But I, again, I hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, and I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. It was a really fun one. Cress was a, just a joy to talk to. But this week we are sitting down with a wonderful person. Her name is Emily J. Sampson and she is a freelance artist here in Atlanta. And I love her art so much. And if you get a chance, go look at her website because she has some really adorable comic stuff and D&D art and it's, it's so adorable and we should all support her in whatever way possible. But we are, we talk about just life as an artist and we are trying out new coffee from a new sponsor in this episode, which I'm super excited about. And it's just, it's a fun It's a fun conversation, and we just really talk about how much Emily enjoys being a freelance artist and finally getting to do the things she loves, but we also talk about the important side of of having a stay-at-home career and what it takes to be a successful artist, not only in the skill of it, but also in the business side. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Grab your drink of choice, your coffee, your tea. And sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, I'm so excited to introduce our new sponsor this week, Geek Grind Coffee. Geek Grind Coffee is run by an amazing Colombian-American family with their own coffee farms down in the Colombian mountains. They grow, harvest, and package their coffee in Colombia before sending it to the States, which gives their coffee a fresher taste. They have region coffee shops, game stores, conventions, and even some college campuses. They have a hard focus on child education and have put women in the forefront of their business in every aspect. Their current adventure series features the best of the D&D world and is available in bags or even K-cups. Head over to geekgrindcoffee.com to grab your bag of coffee today. Like I just said, it's so quiet up here that <laughs> I'm about to be so loud to, <laughs> to get this started. But hi, how are you? I am good. You're, do- I, you're doing aside okay. From, aside from the neck thing. Yes. Is, is it I like a kink in the neck? Is it? It's, I don't know. I like woke up and it, it felt <sighs> stiff. And then that, I was like, I tried to look ugh, the other direction. That's the like worst. Shooting pain. So that's the worst. Probably a pinched nerve, but it's all right. Well, I hope it. Unpinches as soon as possible for it's, you. It's an excuse to take a break from work. 
Yes. Because so. is that the side that you use? Are you left-handed? No, I'm, oh, okay. I'm right-handed, but, like, it's it's still difficult. It's it's a, it's a reason. Yeah. Just, you know, I'll just take the day. Yeah, today's my day, <laughs> and I can do that. Yeah. So, so I am here with, is it Emily J. Simpson? Sampson. Sampson. Yes. But do you prefer Emily J. or just Emily Sampson? That's, that's what I go by for my business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because my, my business name is EJS Creations. Yes. And so when I'm doing business stuff, I'm like, Emily J. Sampson to yes. give it a more professional yes. feel. Or EJ Sampson. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know so much about EJ. <laughs> Um, but I, so I was looking up your website and stuff last night, um, and so you are the artist behind, uh, the, the D&D creatures. I have some of your magnets at home. Oh, really? And I texted my fiance and I was like, That's so I'm, crazy. Emily is the one that did the D&D magnets that we have on the fridge. I'm so excited to That's get to interview insane. her now. What a so, small world. <laughs> it is such a small world because the owl bear is one of my favorites. Oh, yay. He's so cute. <laughs> and he's, he's one of my was... favorites too. I thought he would be more popular than the other ones, but for whatever reason, the, um, the Beholder is everybody's really? favorite. Uh, Derp Shark is also really cute, too. Yeah. Derp He's, Shark was uh, a creation really of mine from my days at SCAD. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for those listening, I went to SCAD for my master's in sequential art, which is a fancy term for comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met a lot of really cool people there and had a lot of really great experiences. Cool. And uh, it was, I don't regret any of it aside from, you know, the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yep. I think anybody who goes to art school would yep. agree with me. My fiance went to art school and uh, he's like, so you know those student loans? Yeah. Yeah, they're still, they're still there. I've just kind of, <laughs> I've kind of resolved myself to the fact that I'm going to be paying those off the rest of my life. Yeah. And maybe even beyond that. So yeah. <laughs> like my ghost is going to be paying like, <laughs> these loans off and that's okay. And so... Moms, they're the bane of our existence. But, so, yeah. I was very fortunate to only do two years of community college, and I was on scholarship for all of it. That's and, really great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was on a theater scholarship and a jazz band scholarship. And I was like, you know, I don't feel the need to do more than two years. Yeah. I don't miss school. I'm done. Yeah. Um, my brother, on the other hand, is, is a pilot, and he went to, like, flight school, and got his private, and he's, he's the one that's swimming in student loans and all of that, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm an addict to learning. Yeah. I, I, if I'm not learning a new skill or, you know, reading a new book or something like that, I get a little stir-crazy. That's so interesting. so, So, like... After I went through my undergrad, I was mm-hmm. like, I need more. Mm-hmm. I need more. And so it's like, I was talking to my um, my counselor, and he was like, well, you like comics, right? I seem to remember you like comics. I'm like, yeah, but what can I do about that? And it's like, well, there's a, a whole degree for that at SCAD. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, did not care about the money. Yeah. It's just like, I have. I have to learn about this. this. So, so, but that, that must be like, 
like nourishment to the soul for you to just uh, like you said to just be constantly wanting to learn new things yeah and like for me it was just the experience was worth it yeah like and sometimes that's that's what you need you need to go and you need to experience those kinds of things mm -hmm. so and like your your art is so amazing yeah thank you and it's so adorable (laughs) and I am so happy that I have some of your art at home and I didn't even realize it until <laughs> yesterday. That's wild. Yeah, I think... I don't even remember where we got it. Probably a convention somewhere. Probably. <laughs> or... Would... would so, does does Wizards send out? No. No? No, I'm not affiliated. I'm not affiliated with Wizards of Code. <laughs> but if they want to offer me a job... <laughs> Hey, I, I think they're always looking for artists. I am, I am so. a freelance artist, so you know I've done so. contract work for well, similar companies. Like uh, I did some work for uh, Privateer Press. Okay. Uh, designing some chibi pins. Okay. Uh, for some of their new characters. Cool. From their games, and so that was really that was a great experience. And then you know, I cool. did some some artwork for uh, a game called Widget Ridge, okay. which got uh funded on Kickstarter and so now you can like go to your local game shop Yay! and buy Widget Ridge and maybe see some of my artwork. Hey, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so that was really fun. Um but yeah, like uh I've I've only been doing like local conventions and, mm-hmm. and art shows and events and stuff for the maybe. past year. Were you at Momocon? So, yeah, we were Okay. We were at Momocon and, and that's that's a wild story. Uh, <laughs> so let me delve into that. Yes, a please. Bit. Delve into all uh, of the stories you want to delve into, please. So <laughs> let's rewind to Yes. Late 2018. Okay. Um Emily in 2018 was working as a manager at a local t-shirt company. Uh Uh-huh. And I had been hired originally in 2015 as a designer there. Okay. Which was really great for me because, you know, it was actually using my degree. Right. And I was so good at my job Mm -hmm. that within, like, a year, I was offered a management position at a new store that they were opening. Amazing. And I was like, cool, it comes with a quote-unquote pay raise mm-hmm. and added bonuses again quote-unquote quote, quote. <laughs> and uh you know it's it's an opportunity mm-hmm. yeah it's is what I saw it as and I'm not one to pass up opportunities and so I, I took this job and I was miserable no <laughs> so from like late 2016 on I like trudged through mm-hmm. management and it's it was a t-shirt printing company but it was yeah. also still retail yeah and you get the same sort of clients and and it yeah. was just kind of like soul sucking and it wasn't the worst job I've so, ever had but so did you did you have to give up the artistic side of it to move into the magi- basically I still did a little bit of design work but not as much not as much and it wasn't super great for me like it wasn't fulfilling and I yeah because I was doing management stuff I was super drained Mm -hmm. at the end of the day I would have to get up early and go Mm -hmm. to like you know networking 
meetings with all of these other business people and I, I felt so out of place because I was yeah. like I work at a t-shirt company and I like anime <laughs> <laughs> and, and there are all these people like wearing suits and ties and, and stuff do and any like, of you guys like anime please <laughs> so, somebody so I was just like I I don't belong here like I, yeah there, there was just that voice screaming in my head the whole time I'm like I don't belong here this is not yeah. where I'm supposed to be and um, it's not like I was terrible at my job, and mm-hmm. it's not like I absolutely hated it. It's just that it wasn't where I'm, I was yeah. meant to be. Your soul and, needed more. And I, I kind of stuck with it for a little while because I was like, if I can just learn enough and get mm-hmm. the shop, because it was a new shop, mm-hmm. in a good place to where they don't need me anymore. Yeah. Then I can quit. And so, like, I had started making plans in 2018 to quit in April of 2019. Because mm-hmm. then it would have been a full four years working for the company. Yeah. And my friend Sarah, who uh, I went to SCAD with and had several classes with, and she's another local artist. She's amazing. And mm-hmm. if you get a chance, you should talk to her because yes absolutely she's, she's a brilliant artist and yes. really really fantastic but um she, I have to remember to project into no the you're totally fine <laughs> you're totally fine <laughs> but um, so. she uh she approached me because she had just recently moved into the Atlanta area from Augusta mm-hmm. and she was like hey I'm doing these anniversary pin designs for Momocon mm-hmm. and they offered me either cash or a table in Artist Alley. And I took the table, but I realized quickly that I don't have a whole lot of stuff to sell. And I remembered that you are trying to move into that sort of area. So do you want to, like, co-table with me at MomoCon? And I'm like, yes! Yes. (laughs) So, like, I was like, okay, well, I can do this. I can move all of my plans up a little bit. And so I was like, but I feel bad because... It's really your table. You yeah. did the, all the work to earn this table. So, like, yeah. maybe we should collaborate on stuff. And so... It, I, <laughs> sorry, I'm having an epiphany of, of, of MomoCon. So, continue <laughs> so, your story, and then I'll... <laughs> so, I was like, what if we worked together on some pieces mm-hmm. that we could sell, like, as a separate thing? Like, you could have your half of the table, I could have mine, and then in the middle we have our collaborative stuff. And she's like, that's brilliant. What do we have in common? I'm like, well, we both like D&D. Mm-hmm. So we started planning out some D&D illustrations. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, we could, we should make pins because enamel pins are really popular right now. This goes, <laughs> with, my, this like, goes with my epiphany, <laughs> like everything is clicking into place. And, and <laughs> We're like, what if we had these pins that stacked and yep. you could rep your character yep. alignment? Yep. And we started getting really excited and like everything started steamrolling and we're like, what if we did this? What if we did that? And then we started like coming up with all this other merchandise that we could start doing and then we came up with a name and then we're like, we should have it be like a D&D shop. Yes. Like, 
a little you know shop that you would find you would go to an NPC and and, yes! and and like start buying merchandise and stuff and got so excited that it like exploded and so <laughs> long story short we created the brand Flint and Feather and love it we so we have these personas that we put on when we table for Flint and Feather where she's Flint a uh, fire um Genasi? Yeah, Genasi. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget. It's okay. Because <laughs> I've never played that race before. Genasis are fun. Yeah. They're so really fun. here. Yeah. And I'm a um a, a druid aerocrocra named yes. Feather. Love that. <laughs> and so I'm like this peacock lady. Yeah. And and so we get all dressed up and we like set up our, our table like it's a little old tiny shop and then we have this really cool wooden sign that our friend I love made that for so us. Much. And, um, we, we were really excited about it, but we just weren't prepared for the reception that we got. Yeah. It, it was insane. We couldn't believe it. Like, we debuted at Momocon. Mm -hmm. We've been working really hard on all of our stuff for the, the previous two months. And we knew, like, our stuff was good, but we didn't realize yeah. how crazy people would go for it. And people were, like, actively coming up to us and being like... My friend told me that I had to come and see your booth. They said to look for the Flint and Feather side. Oh and my like, gosh. They, people were coming up to us and like getting really, really excited and like telling their stories about their characters. That's that amazing. Playing. And like we would hand out, I had these like little, uh, you know, the little chicks, the little fluffy chicks that you get around yes. Easter. Yes. I would hand out one of those with ah! e each purchase because I had like rated. Oh my Michael's gosh. of them because they had a sale. Because it was like just post Easter. Yeah, and so like they had all these little pink chicks on sale, and I was like, I'm buying oh my all gosh. of them. And so I gave one to every customer, and like it was hilarious because people would spend you know like thirty, fifty, hundred dollars on merchandise. Yeah, and then I'd be like, oh, but wait, here is a little companion to join you on your adventures <laughs> and they would freak out <laughs> it's it's so always that small extra little detail that everyone like loses their minds over yeah and they would like just like take pictures of these little chicks and like share them on instagram and tag us and it was oh, it was just like that's so, so cute and uh we ended up like making bank at that's amazing i'm so happy yeah. that it was so successful for you because sometimes conventions while it's good for the quote quote exposure mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes like the table doesn't do as well as you want yeah. it to but you're like at exactly. least we got our name out there it's yeah. fine but so my epiphany was we were walking around this past momocon and we came by your table, and we had uh, my fiance's daughter with us, and we were just like, and it was the the alignment pins that really yeah. caught my attention. Of oh my gosh, these are so cool! Of you can stack them, and they have like the chaotic good, chaotic neutral, and you can just stack and do and all of that. And then we found your art on at the same table, and I think that's where we got the magnets. And I'm starting I think, to remember. Yes, now. <laughs> I think I remember. I. I was, I think I was dressed as casual Captain Marvel in the Nine Inch yes. Nails shirt. Yes. Um, and I remember your, you said your, you had a daughter. Yes. And she and was dressed up as something. I, I, was she dressed as her cat person at that point? 
I think that either that she was either dressed as her cat person and she had like cat leggings on and pink cowboy boots and she had this really obnoxious yes. like cat mascot head. <laughs> um, or she was dressed as her My Little Pony. I think it was the My Little Pony. Pro- My Little Pony. Because I remember some kid coming by and dressed as like either Applejack or, or something. And, yeah. And I was like, that is so precious. So her My Little Pony, uh, my fiance ran a My Little Pony D&D game oh, for us. yes. And so yes, her, I remember her pony was her... Her character, her name is Firebolt. <laughs> she is yes. yellow with orange and yellow wings oh with goodness. an orange tail, and she gets yes. so into it. And That's it. I do remember. Yes. <laughs> it's a small That's world. crazy. Um, but that's but, Atlanta. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, I'm so, discovering this. But we got one of the, one of the really long bags, I think it had the unicorn on it. Yeah. So there's, I have yeah, the bubble one. Yeah, it's one of those, one. but I think, yeah. like I said, I think it has the unicorn on it. Yeah. So, and it's like in her room, and like, pieces are just falling into place right now. So, That's so this makes me, and it makes me so happy to realize that I've actually like supported your art. Uh, that makes <laughs> At me this so point. happy too. Like... <laughs> I, and like I'll so, randomly run. That's the thing. It's like I'll randomly run into people at other yeah. events where they're like, oh, "I've seen your stuff," and I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. Well, and, and that was like, the thing. Was I was like, I was looking at your website, and I was like, oh, "Dustin, she's the one that did the magnets." That's so. Cool. And he was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" Oh, and it made me even more excited to sit down with you today. Oh yay! So that I was warms like, "Yay!" Because like that's why. That's really why I do like what yeah. I do, and it's what keeps me going every day is like you know when I decided to just quit my mm-hmm. job and go full-on freelance mm-hmm. I was like I just want to make people as happy about stuff as I am yeah like, like I just want to spread yes. joy and love and like because art sparkly glittery stuff. art is a way of sharing your soul and connecting with people yeah and especially like, people like me, like, I go to conventions to get art a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And when I find those pieces that really just, like, speak to me, th- it just warms my heart. And I'm just like, yeah. I have to have one of your pieces. <laughs> I have to. And so to know that I actually have some of your art in my house That's makes me so happy. <laughs> excellent. Yeah, and I feel like, so, um, I feel like it's pretty obvious that I enjoy what I do mm-hmm. when people look at my art because yes. like and, and one of the best compliments I've gotten was from a friend years and years ago about my art and he said Emily you draw stupid things so well you do <laughs> like, like derp shark derp shark is the cutest <laughs> creation thank you thank you so much <laughs> because yes I I make it a point to draw things as Derpy and ridiculous as like derp shark or yes. the owl bear that just like has they these just, big derpy eyes. Yes, <laughs> he's so cute, and and I have fun doing it. And I just like I I don't really care so much that I make money off of it. Mm-hmm. It's a bonus, you know, yeah. like that I can do something like this and people will actually pay for it. Mm-hmm. But but it's the experience yeah. that people get with your art when when I see somebody like start crying when they see 
a portrait that I made of, yeah. you know, like their dog or, Aww. you know, their, yeah. their boyfriend or something like that. It just, it's, that's the reward for me. It's mm-hmm. like, I get, I start getting emotional too. Because <laughs> like, like uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I, I also uh, work at Gigabyte's Cafe. Okay. Uh, every, I don't think. Every Thursday I, I demo games for them. Okay. Board games. That's and, really like, cool. I don't really consider that as a a part-time job even. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's just me having fun. And, yeah. Like, going and that's so people. cool. But um, I, I'm also their contract artist. Yeah. And so I've done like graphic design work and logo designs and, and that's awesome. know, like, promotional art for them and stuff like that. But one thing that they have in their uh, in their store is a wall of champions. Yeah, and what it is is they will have these people who are so dedicated to a certain mm-hmm. game that they come out and basically champion it. You know, like they they drum up interest wow. in it. They run events. They like try and get people to come out and to the store and do stuff. And so the store is like, well, you're making money for us. Yeah. Like, you're not getting anything in return, but you're you're still showing yeah. up. And you're running these events and you're doing stuff for yeah. the store. So we want to reward you. And so they have a wall of champions where they uh, they secretly contact me, and they're like, our champion this month is so and so, and this is the game that they run. And so we want you to make a portrait of them <gasps> as like, for example, like if they run. Uh, Star Wars Armada uh-huh. or X-Wing or something like yeah. that. But, like, can you make this character as a Jedi or uh, <gasps> an X-Wing so pilot? Cool. And, and so, like, I'll make this portrait in the person's likeness, but they're dressed as <gasps> that. And it's, like, sort of, you know, like the old-timey, like, portraits. Yes. Where that's so cool okay now i feel like i need to actually commission a piece from you of either my dnd character or something i love those commissions so my favorite thing is doing pet portraits and dnd characters oh my gosh that's my thing to do i love that i might also need to commission a a portrait of my dog from you (laughs) because our dog cosplays oh she does uh she's a she's a labrador beagle mix and so she looks like a yellow lab but she's beagle size and she's the most precious being on this earth and so one of her cosplays that she does is crypto the super dog Oh my god. Um, she's done a crypto photo shoot and it turned out so amazing. That's um, and then my favorite costume that I made for her that I was just like, she has to do it. She has to do it was <laughs> underdog. Yeah. And so for Halloween two years ago, she dressed up as underdog Aww. and she won the pet costume contest at our local pet co. <laughs> that and is they, so excellent. And now we're regulars in there and they love her. <laughs> oh my God. That's excellent. So. Yeah. I love dogs and cats and all sorts of pets. In case, in case you didn't already know this about me. Yes. I love animals. I'm, I'm just <laughs> waiting for your cat to show up at well, some like, point during probably, this. She'll probably scratch at the door well, since you closed it. Yeah. She hates closed doors as most cats do. <laughs> She's like, I should be allowed everywhere. Especially in the office. She's yes. like, she's my 
my familiar, yes. basically, is, like, she's always here when I'm working, mm-hmm. and she reminds me when I have to eat. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, I want to schedule, and if I'm, like, any minute behind, she will come in and That's yell at good. me. <laughs> so, like, That's good, because, at, you know, sometimes... When we get in the creative zone, yeah. you kind of forget to do other things. Yeah, and working from home, it's especially hard because it's yeah. like, there's nobody else here during the day yep. to remind me. And it's easy stuff. to lose track of time, and you're like, oh, it's 5 o'clock, and I haven't eaten at all today. Yeah. That's not good. And that's that's the other <laughs> thing I love about this is, like, I have the ability to change my schedule whenever I want. Yeah. And, like, I can tell myself, okay, well, I'm going to have lunch at noon. And yeah. I'm gonna like yeah. I'm gonna eat this and like when I was a manager that wasn't the case. Yeah. Like I would have lunches at three PM and mm-hmm. I would get interrupted every five minutes because I'm the manager and that's yeah. how it happens. Yep. So like it's just it's so freeing mm-hmm. being able to do this full time. And it's yeah. so like I, I can't say enough how fulfilling it is. That's because like so this awesome. is so it's been Exactly a year. Aww. Um, plus a couple of days since my That's first amazing. day freelancing. That's yeah. amazing. So, uh, I do I do a thing on my artist page for anybody that follows me. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Monday Morning Motivation. And so I get up on Monday mornings and I live stream a different topic. <gasps> That's uh, cool. To kind of inspire people and, and yeah. motivate them to keep going and stuff because I'm like, that's my thing is like, this isn't my first rodeo yeah. trying to freelance and um, like kind of rewinding to back when you were like, mm-hmm. you know, don't expect a whole lot from tabling and yeah. conventions and stuff. Like I, I would try to mm-hmm. when I first did freelance and I did freelance a couple of times before this. Yeah. And... Both times I was just like completely unprepared. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't have a very good business sense. I didn't know uh, the difference between markup and margin. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Oh, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't really know how to like price myself or yeah. market myself mm-hmm. or really even look up what events to go to or yeah. to let what were appropriate mm-hmm. um, merchandising stuff like that I just didn't know like I would be hand making uh, sketchbooks that would take me you know like 10 hours to make and oh I would gosh. sell them for ten dollars and oh I'm my like gosh I, and I didn't realize what I was doing yeah you know and I, I scream at all of my artist friends whenever I see them pricing themselves yeah. too low. I'm like, don't do it. Stop don't it. do it. <laughs> so, but there's, so much but more. there's a part of you, because I do, like, I would, uh, for a while I was doing costume commissions. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of you that's like, I want you to, like, buy my stuff so yeah. bad. And that, that's, the, uh, that's the big trap. Yeah. A lot of people fall into that trap because they're like, well, if I price myself too high, nobody Nobody's will buy gonna... my stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing that I keep telling people about that is you want to control your clients. You yes. don't want your clients to control you. Yeah. And the higher you price your stuff, mm-hmm. like the more reasonably you price your stuff, mm-hmm. the more people will value it. Yes. And the people that understand the value of your art Mm -hmm. are going to be more willing to pay that price. Yes. Whereas if you price it too low, people will just, like, swarm you. Yep. And you'll get really horrible clients that will ask you for 20 revisions and, you know, 
like keep pushing back or not pay you at all. Yeah. And then the other side of that too is that think of it as do you want five big commissions in a month that will pay all your bills mm-hmm. or do you want to stretch yourself thin over 25 commissions that will just barely cover your expenses? Mm-hmm. And I will always go for the five big commissions yes. because like, yes. that means more free time for me to work on other stuff that right. I can then sell right? as opposed to losing all this energy on crappy clients. Right. And that's the, that's the biggest lesson that I want people I'm to learn. I'm so happy we're having this conversation. <laughs> so, because... It drives me nuts. Yeah, and know your worth. Like, no, like hold yourself to a standard, like a reasonable standard. Yeah. Don't overprice yourself thinking yeah. that um, your stuff is worth more than it actually is, also. But, you know, know your value. Know the value of your time and of your skill and all of that. Mm-hmm. And have standards. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know. And it's another thing if you, like, live in another country and the the prices of things are different mm-hmm. and, like, you know, the cost of living is different. Like, yeah. that's, that's completely different. Yeah. But, like, if you're living in the United States and you spend, like, let's say 20 hours knitting a or crocheting a blanket mm-hmm. and you are selling it for $30 that makes no sense no because you are actively losing money yeah on materials and well you're barely covering your materials and like I without price one of my my early Monday morning motivation videos was on how to price yourself and like mm-hmm. thinking of it as a an actual job yep like, how much do you want to get paid hourly for this? Mm-hmm. Because you shouldn't be getting paid less than, like, 10 to $15 yeah. an hour for it. And that's just, like, the pay per hour. Yeah. What materials are you using on this? Yes, what, exactly. Like, and then you have to cover other expenses as well. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people to add on a little bit more than yep. what they think they would need. Yep. Because, like, it's important to have that cushion. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes and commissions me for something and I've only accounted for the minimum time I would need to work on a project and then they ask for a bunch of revisions on it, then I'm starting to lose money. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know how to price yourself and, and like, what your, your time is worth. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have a degree and mm-hmm. you have student loans. That gives you the experience. Yeah. And if somebody pushes back on you, just say, well, I'm sorry. These are my rates. Yeah. Uh, this I, is my job. I have studied this mm-hmm. and this is my craft. So if you would like to pay for a commission, this is, and I always give people mm-hmm. an option too. I'm like, okay, well, if you have a budget, here's what I can do to fit your budget. Right. Otherwise, oh my goodness. <laughs> You're good. Otherwise, You're totally good. <laughs> otherwise, uh, you know, like... Yeah. Just otherwise, you're selling yourself short. Yeah. And, like, how how do you live... How, how are you supposed to live when you're doing a job that you should be getting paid for properly, but you're not allowing yourself to exactly. be paid, paid properly? Exactly. So, you and you have to treat it... Like the job that it is. I just, oh my 
And like, it, it's, it gets me so riled up every time somebody brings this But up. it's conversations <laughs> that need to happen. And I'm, again, I'm glad that we're having this conversation because this podcast, like, I want to showcase, you know, awesome nerdy people that have awesome nerdy jobs. <laughs> and you're an awesome nerdy oh, artist and you. stuff like that. But <laughs> this is the side of it that people need to also realize that. Yeah. Yes, this is your job, and you... It's still a job. It is still a job. I still need to eat. I still need to pay my bills. Exactly. And then there are expenses for my job, like, you know, making the merchandise that I sell. Yep. Uh, traveling to conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, paying for supplies, like, you know, updates to my computer. Yep. Uh, Pantone books, mm-hmm. which are an important part of, yep. like, designing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like... Just all these things that people don't really take into account. You yep. just kind of think, like, I, I say, oh, yeah, I'm an artist. And they're like, oh, that must be fun. I'm like, yeah, but it's still work. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, half of my job is not even doing art. It's doing research on yep. new products and, uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, price comparisons. It's it's doing marketing. It's managing social media. Yep. It's writing contracts. Yeah. Which... If you're an artist, do a contract. Make sure you have contracts. (laughs) Yes. Can't stress that enough. When I first started freelancing, not last year, but Mm -hmm. before that, I didn't have contracts, and it screwed me over really badly. I'm trying to, like, watch my language. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Go for it. Like, you do not need to hold back. So. Like, I have a contract that I basically, like, copy-paste and send to every single customer. Yep. Every client. Just no matter what. So if that you if protect it's a $25 yourself. $25 sketch, they still have to sign a contract yep. because I still want to get paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And if Absolutely. you don't pay me, then Absolutely. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you if you feel weird about making a contract for stuff like that, there are tons of resources online. Like, I can't, I can't stress enough. Like, there are so many free resources mm-hmm. for artists out there. That if you just take the time to Google it, like, take half an hour to an hour one day yeah, and just look up, mm-hmm. like, how to write a contract, you know, what your your legal rights are, mm-hmm. basically, and, and, like, just do the research. It doesn't have to be anything it. super fancy, yeah. but you have to have that written, that written binding agreement mm-hmm. of... You agreed to this. It's in writing. You signed this. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not going to hold up in some courts. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a way of getting them to take you seriously. Yeah. And it's better to have it and not need it. Yeah. Than need it and not have it. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. The legal stuff is always. That's stuff that I didn't know. Yeah. The first time around. And it. Just, uh, I, I had an internship, mm-hmm. an, unpaid, <laughs> an unpaid internship yeah. right out of SCAD, and they had advertised on the SCAD job portal, so I thought they were legit, mm-hmm. and they seemed legit, but then we, like, it was me and a bunch of other artists mm-hmm. across the country that were fresh out of college and grad school, and... We just wanted in the industry, yep. and uh, they, uh, oh, 
I'm, I'm debating whether I want to call this person out. <laughs> but uh, if you if you see the name Ray Jelly, run. Okay. Because it's it's a scam. Like yep. he beware. Be he's tried to yep. start a bunch of events and take people's money, and then mm-hmm. not like the event gets canceled and nobody gets their money back. Wow. And the oh my goodness. Okay, I'm just going. <laughs> The same thing happened with us artists is mm-hmm. we signed these contracts saying that we were going to get paid once they started selling tickets for the event, and then they just kept pushing the dates back, and they had us doing data mining and cold calls and cold emails and, like, what? not work yeah. that we signed up for, yeah. work that we were signing up for, and then... I was I got fed up with it because I was taking time off my actual paying mm-hmm. jobs mm-hmm. to do this, and I I said you know hey, I I just want to know when we're gonna start selling these tickets because you said it was gonna be last week and then you said it was getting pushed back to this week and now it's getting pushed back again and I really need to know mm-hmm. when I'm gonna get paid for this because I'm spending a lot of time on mm-hmm. it and not working. Yeah. And then they fired me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they sent me a letter saying they they were terminating my position that I wasn't needed, that wow. I wasn't doing the work. Wow. That I was supposed to be doing, and I'm like, but I am. But, but I am. And like I had done all these illustrations for them and everything, wow. which they still used on their website. Wow. What dicks. Yeah. So that was. An eye-opening experience. Yeah, for me. and I, I like reported it to Scad after the fact and said, you know, hey, I don't know if this is something You're that you know about, but they, they said we will not let them post on the job portal anymore. That is that's unacceptable. good. That's good. So at least they knew that, but like, yeah, it's at so... least you were able to get to and let Scad know, and mm-hmm. they were like, thank you for letting us know. We will make sure this at least yeah. through us doesn't happen again. Yeah. But it still, like, sits heavy in my mind. And, yeah. Like, there's still always going to be that voice in the back of my head that's like, why did you even do that? What, yeah. What, there's so much regret, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to live my life with no regrets. It's a, it's <laughs> a learning like, experience. It was a learning experience. And and so I'm trying to get as much out of that yeah. as possible so that, like, it doesn't happen again. Yep. And, you know, at least others can hear from my exactly. experience and know not to do that sort exactly. of thing. So look for red flags and read yes. the contracts. Make sure you have mm-hmm. like if you there are a lot of lawyers out there that will just read contracts for you for mm-hmm. free. Yeah. You don't Util- they don't have Utilizing. to like give you legal advice or anything. They they'll read it for free and tell you whether or not like it's a good contract. Yeah. And you should take advantage of that. Yeah. Like they're absolutely like join artist guilds or there are some unions out there that will take artists, which I didn't know about until recently. Okay. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Do do some research on that if you're an artist and, like, see if there's a union Mm -hmm. that will accept you, Mm -hmm. because that is really worth it. Yeah. Especially if you start getting big clients Mm -hmm. that don't pay you. (laughs) Yeah. So. So. All right. So we're going to segue into... uh, Fun into some some fun stuff. Uh, so we are drinking uh, a new uh, sponsor's coffee today. This is the first 
of their of their coffee that I've gotten to use on the podcast. They are a company called Geek Grind, and we are drinking their Frost Giant cold brew blend. It's really good. It's so good. <laughs> um, so Geek Grind uh, is a Colombian American family that actually has their own like like coffee farm in Colombia. That's awesome. And they they like pick the coffee, they they process the coffee, they package, they do all of it in Colombia and then ship it so that it's fresher instead of just picking everything, shipping it here and then it's already like losing its losing its touch. That's really cool. And it's 100% Colombian coffee, which is one of my favorite blends. Yeah. I love Colombian coffee so much. Um, and their artwork for their packaging. I was, was I was so really admiring that artwork. I love it. So, but all of our coffee, one of the things I love about, uh, especially my coffee sponsors, is they really seek out artists to help do their packaging uh, artwork and stuff. So, hey guys, <laughs> to Geek Grind and Found Familiar and Smugglers, if you need an artist, <laughs> wink, wink, nice wink, nice. wink, <laughs> Emily's awesome. So, um, yeah, I would love to do artwork for geeky companies. Like yes, and you're, you love, <laughs> you love coffee too. I do so, love coffee. You know, I'm, I'm probably not as much a coffee connoisseur as most people are. But it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm not like I don't have a coffee IV running through my veins every time I'm wearing. I do. Sports, but, uh, but yeah, like I'm, I'm like I told you earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty basic. I usually just buy the the Starbucks frappuccinos <laughs> in bulk and then <laughs> drink those every day. But and you're a you're a caramel person, right? I do like caramel macchiatos. Yep. Yeah, caramel like, macchiatos, or salted really caramel mm -hmm. drinks, anything like with caramel in it. I'm yes. Really like, I, it's weird. I don't like caramel on its own. But makes good coffee. Like, in coffee, that is delicious. It's so good. It's really good. So, but yeah, hopefully we can, mm -hmm. we can get you hooked up with some of our coffee companies if they, if they need an artist That'd for their next. That'd be great. Because I know a couple of them are starting, like, their next round of packaging stuff. Yeah. So, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Smuggler's Coffee. We've had some really delicious coffees from Smugglers. Smugglers makes their coffee unique by adding barrel aging techniques to their roasts. They find barrels from some of the best breweries in their area, and barrel aging adds the flavors that were trapped in those barrels to the beans without any trace of the alcohol. It's a unique bean that makes an amazing cup of coffee in the morning or that perfect after-dinner dessert coffee. They have fun and crazy artwork gracing their packaging with themes from D&D, Star Wars, music, and more. Whether you like sugar and cream in your coffee, you like a little Irish jig in your mug, or you like to drink your coffee as black as your soul, they've got the perfect cup of coffee for you. Head over to store.smugglerscoffee.com to find your perfect brew of coffee today. This episode is sponsored by Found Familiar. Found Familiar is a company that not only brings you amazing coffee, but believes in supporting creators. 
They team up with different artists and cosplayers from around the world to bring you specialty-grade coffee that celebrates the creativity sparked by Dungeons & Dragons and other TTRPGs. Found Familiar aims to do more than just provide caffeine for your groggy mornings and late-night sessions. They believe in using their platform to recognize the people that share the same passions. People that create stories, create characters, and create art. They showcase fantasy artwork and photos on their coffee, and that's why you'll never see those pieces anywhere without credit to the creators. They just released some new coffees on their website, so make sure you go check it out. You can head over to foundfamiliar.com and use Nerdspresso, N-E-R-D-S-P-R-E-S-S-O, for 10% off your coffee order today. Um, so... Did you always want to be an artist or yes. like from the time you were yes. wee little like, babe? <laughs> from <laughs> one of my earliest memories is uh, my mom worked at a library and uh-huh. like a lot of times during the summer, my dad would be off at work and so my mom would take me and my sister to mm-hmm. the library with her and we would just like kind of like hang out, do whatever in mm-hmm. the library and uh, I would go straight for the uh, the Lee J. Ames how to draw mm-hmm. books in the kids section. Mm-hmm. It's like how to draw monsters, how to draw animals, how to draw like yep. superheroes and stuff like that. And I would just like spend time copying onto like the paper yeah. that the library would like start recycling and so oh my gosh like I was just like hunkered down by my mom's desk in the back just like just drawing drawing all day just drawing and uh I remember my mom being really worried about me for a while because uh my my family is conservative Christian and uh I, feel you I was on that. Yep. born and raised <laughs> and uh and so I would I was really into dragons yeah, <laughs> as a kid, and I would draw like all of these crazy dragons and demon yeah. creatures and stuff like like things with bat yeah. wings and horns. Yeah, and, and my mom would be like, "Oh, oh, that's good. That's nice, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Why don't you yeah. draw a nice angel? And yeah, like stuff like that." So yeah, I, I'm sorry to my mother for putting her through <laughs> that. <laughs> when I was a no. kid, I draw much cuter things now than I did as a kid. But just cuter <laughs> monsters and dragons yeah. and things with yeah, bat wings. They're still pretty cute crazy. Demons. They're still pretty <laughs> crazy, but like uh, at least they're adorable. Yes. No, I I feel you on that. I I grew up a conservative Christian. Like I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. I wasn't yeah. allowed. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even really allowed to watch like. Power Rangers yeah. or Pokemon yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> I remember and our church had a sermon about Pokemon. And- <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, and so I, like, when I was in high school, I snuck re- reading the Harry Potter books and watching the movies. And <gasps> after I, gra- I know, right? <laughs> after I graduated, um, like, two or three years after I graduated, my mom found out that I, like, read Harry Potter and stuff, <laughs> and she got so mad at me. Oh I was like, Mom, goodness. you have sat here with me recently, and we've watched, like, Vampire Diaries, <laughs> Twilight, like, like gory vampire stuff. Yeah. 
Alice and you're getting mad about Harry Potter. But it's teaching people witchcraft. Is it though? <laughs> is it's it real witchcraft? Uh, yes. No. Uh, the closest I've gotten to witchcraft yeah. is going to Harry Potter world yes. <laughs> and waving around my interactive wand. Yeah. I couldn't get it to work for me. Aww. I was so upset. It's okay. My, uh, my fiance, because we had the kids with us, and so whenever it wouldn't work, he would like look around and he would find the sensor, and he'd be like, okay, so we're going to point it up here, and then we're going to do it like this. And it would typically work. Uh, yeah. Magic. I, I love Harry Potter. Like, Harry Potter Same. and Pokemon and all that stuff that, mm-hmm. like, when I was a kid was not... Good. Yeah. <laughs> it was now off my limits. fandom. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I, uh, you know, D&D and Magic of the Gathering especially, mm-hmm. um, I got really, really super into about a decade ago. Yeah. Um, like, it was, it was really the art that got me into well, it. And that's Magic the, thing, the like, Gathering alone, their yeah. art is... Gorgeous. Like, wow, this is so cool. But I remember my mom telling me that Magic the Gathering is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like conflicted. <laughs> and like uh now it's like just an integral part of me as a person it's and so like amazing. in my life. And uh like I got really into board gaming mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that when I was in college. And especially in grad school, yeah, I would have board game nights, and, and we would play Magic and other board games like Catan. And I was about to say, like, what's your favorite board game? Um, currently, I, I'm going to do a humble brag here, okay? Because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm really into deck builders, okay. And uh, one of my favorite deck builders is Star Realms, okay. And Dragon Con a couple of years back. I I think it's like three years back now. Mm-hmm. I um entered into a Star Realms tournament. Yeah. And I was going through a really rough time that year and uh-huh. I was like feeling super down about myself and so I really needed this win. Mm-hmm. And I like I won the whole tournament. Oh my gosh. And I went undefeated. Apparently I was the first person to go undefeated. I was the first woman to win wow. one of their legends tournaments. Wow. And one of the prizes you get is your likeness on <gasps> a card in the game. And so That's amazing. And so I have a card in the game of that you. is me. <gasps> and I got so to cool. choose the name and the color combination that's and like amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. So that's my like. That's so five cool. minutes of fame. <laughs> That's so cool. And it's really, and I'm like, I'm usually like not vocal about it because it's like to me it was just a thing that I did. Yeah. And like I won one tournament and you know like pe- plenty of people have beaten me at the game. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm a professional. Yeah. At this game. Or but it was a really cool moment. But it was it was something I needed at the time. Yeah. And it felt really good. And like now whenever I go and play other tournaments 
some of the the staff will will like run up to me with the card oh and a gosh. pen and they'll be like, "Can you sign my oh card?" My and I'm like in the middle of a game with an opponent, and the opponent's like, "Wait, what? What's happening?" <laughs> and they're like, "You're on a card." Oh no! <laughs> I'm like, "Don't worry, you'll probably win. It's fine." <laughs> I haven't played this game in so long, but. But yeah, so that's that's a cool thing about that is me really that cool. like some people know and some people don't know. That's that is a fun fact. <laughs> yeah. So um, so if if you get a chance to play Star Realms, it's a really easy game to learn, really quick. It's like a two player game if you get the core set, and then you can get expansions. That's get cool. Player and it's really really fun. Um, they have an app too, which is Ooh. really cheap. It's like one of the cheapest games you can play on your phone. So, cool. Yeah. Highly recommend, not just because I have a, a card in it, but have you played uh, Dungeon Mayhem? Oh, funny you should mention that because um, I am going to be demoing that game uh, at the end of this month. So I'm really excited about. That. Have you have you played it at all? No. <gasps> okay, so Dungeon Mayhem <laughs> is it's so much fun. Um, the first expansion has come out, um, but it's basically speed round D&D on crack, and you literally, the cards are the cutest. That's, yeah. And it's one of, like, we learned how to play it, and we were like, this is the greatest, like, quick card game ever, because you have, you have, the, the original pack has four classes. You have the paladin, the rogue, the sorcerer. And the barbarian, and you basically just go around and you just slap cards down, and you can like hit people, or there's cards you can like steal people's abilities, and it's D and D on crack nice. speed round, and it's so much fun. And the expansion came out, and I think it added two more classes, but the art is Minsk and Boo from Baldur's Gate. Amazing, <laughs> and so. <laughs> It's, like, the kids love it because they literally... But there's, like, hard feelings. Yeah. You you have to target people. And just, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to hit you for, like, three points. That's excellent. Sorry. It's it's so much fun. I'm really excited to learn it. And, yeah. And be able to play it's, that. It's <laughs> super easy to learn. Um, and it's And it's an easy, like, quick game if you just need something fun to do you can just like whip it out and just play a couple rounds and it's super quick and fast and that's awesome high energy <laughs> and you're just like slapping down cards and but I'm gonna steal like this and we get to trade things and, and I was like no why why would you do that it, it's one of our favorites <laughs> so let me ask you a question okay I'm gonna turn the table oh here. I haven't had the tables turned on me yet <laughs> all right when, what got you into D, like, what's your earliest memory of D&D? Like, when did you okay. get into it? What got you into it? Okay. And what is your preferred, like, what's your class? Okay. Um, so. Because I was, this is, like, how you get to know people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> tells you so, a lot about somebody. I am a, I have always been a comic book nerd. Mm -hmm. So, Batman, Batman was always yeah. my thing. Like, from my earliest memories, my brother and I were always separated into Batman and Superman. Yeah. I was Batman, he was Superman. I had the Bruce Tim Batman action figures back when, the, like, the new Batman adventures had mm -hmm. come out. And they had all the different types of Batman. He had different color suits and gadgets yeah. and stuff. Um, and then, like, I got into Star Wars and 
all sorts of stuff, but it was always Batman growing up. Um, and then I was aware of D&D, kind of, um, way later. And I was aware of magic and stuff like that. But like we talked about, I also grew up in a very yeah. conservative Christian house. <laughs> so that kind of, and I was also in a small town and yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I like, I've come to find my brother's friends that he went to high school with. They all play D and D. So I'm sure there was people playing D and D at my high school. I just wasn't really aware of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't become like fully aware and immersed into it until until I started dating my fiance four years ago and he was like he was like yeah I play D&D I LARP I cosplay I do all of this and I'm like I like Batman and <laughs> comics but you're like a way more hardcore nerd than I am. Yeah. This is kind of intimidating. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so like on Tuesdays I go over to my cousin's house and we go down in the basement and we play D&D oh, and it's our yes. guys night. D&D and I was like, in the wow. Basement. I was like, wow, that is the most like stereotypical <laughs> D&D game I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, that's your thing. It's good. I have this thing where I don't like learning new games I it's I a really weird, weird it's, <laughs> it's like a it's almost like a complex where I'm like I just want to know how to play it already yeah and I just I, wanna, for me it's like I just I want to break open a game and I want to start playing exactly like I don't want to have to know <laughs> and learn how to play this game and watching from afar D&D can be really intimidating because uh my uh Dustin and his group, they're very heavy on the roleplay side, and they get really into it. And it's not just like, oh, we walk down this corridor. Cool, I check for traps. Cool. Yep, the door opens, there's a monster, roll for an... Like, it's not that black and white. It's very immersive, and they get so into it. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna just watch from afar, and that's cool, and you do your thing, and... He would LARP on the weekends and stuff, and I'm like, yep, that's your thing. I'm not going to encroach. I'm going to let you have your things. I'm not going to insert myself. And then our first our first or second Christmas together, he, um, he got his kids dice for Christmas. Yeah. And he was like, all right. And my best, my best friend had moved here from Texas, and so he was, he was living with us at the time, and he was like, all right, if the kids are going to learn how to play D&D, so are you. And I was like, Nate, if I have to learn how to play D&D, so do you. (laughs) And so I roped my best friend into it, and we learned how to play D&D, and here we are, yeah, three-ish years later, um, my first character, whom I love dearly. Um, her name is Callista. She is a uh, gold tiefling sorcerer oh, yay. with purple hair, <laughs> and I cosplay her, and she's amazing. Um, she's all about the fire spells. She's a total pyro, um, and I have I've had some other characters that I've loved, but not as much as I love her. Um, like I have a minotaur cleric that I play, but his intelligence is a seven. <laughs> 
So he's not very bright. <laughs> but he's still... Oh, he just wants to help people. Yeah. Which works for a cleric. Um, but we also play a Star Wars RPG game. Um, oh, and we started uh, playing Saga Edition. And then converted to uh, 5e. And so that, they they had started a game, we hosted it at our house, and all of our friends that play it are very, like, hardcore Star Wars nerds, they, like, commit to the characters, they're so, there is no, like, goofing around, it is a serious game. We have pledged our lives to this game for the past, like, three years. <laughs> it's intense. Um, and I, the first couple of, the first, like, year of it... Um, I was like, again, I don't want to learn how to play a new game. This seems like it would be really fun, but I'm just going to watch from afar. And then I was like, oh, I kind of want to play. They look like they're having so much fun. <laughs> and so I, uh, I created a character. Um, her name is, her name is Ava and she is a, f we play in the KOTOR era. So it's very fun. It's very like open. There's a lot of different stuff we can do. Um, but she's a former Sith assassin. Um, and she she's kind of reformed from that and just kind of going about her 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 life and stuff. And we have our crew, it's called the Starbolt crew. Um, even though we've been through two Starbolt ships, both have are no more because <laughs> they've crashed and burned. Um, and like we've had our campaign has been broken up into episodes. So we're on episode three right now. And so not everyone is playing the original characters that they played back in episode one. Yeah. And so it's been really cool to see, like, everyone's evolution. Um, one of our guys, he started as a Jedi, and now he's playing a Mandalorian. And yeah, I think he fun. loves his Mandalorian a lot more. That's um, fun. And... There's just, there's a lot of stuff. Our DM is amazing. He, the amount of writing and world building he's put into this is insane. He'll just be like, yeah, this is happening. And we're just like, all right, add that to the list of the <laughs> stuff that we have to do. But it's so, you don't feel like you're sitting at the kitchen table for yeah. eight hours. Oh, yeah. Just like, playing a game. You really feel like it's so emotionally involved. That we're just like, like when can we play Starbolt next? Like we're <laughs> like we're junkies on this game because it's so good. Yeah, and like I love my character. I'm happy she survived. Yeah, I'm hoping she never dies because I don't know who else I would play because I love her so much. It's so it, yeah, like you get really attached to some of your characters yeah. sometimes because like I, I'm in a campaign right now. We we had a session recently where it lasted like. Way longer than it should. Yeah, <laughs> like mm -hmm. it, it's like eleven p. Like we start usually around five thirty, six o'clock. Yeah, and I look down at the clock and it's like after eleven. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to call this short, right. but I want to go to bed. Right. And so it's like, and and you know, like my my DM is excellent. All, all the people I play with are excellent. It's That's really awesome. fun. Um, and then like I've been in several different campaigns run by several different people, and they've mm -hmm. all been really fun. But like. I I remember getting introduced to D&D &D mm -hmm. 
at my friend's wedding. Okay, that's a very <laughs> so, odd place like to were, get my, my friends from college were getting married. It was after I graduated, and, and so I, I came into town for their wedding, mm -hmm. and I was staying with them at their house, and the night before, they're like, they wanted to get our, our group of friends from college back together, and yeah. they're like, let's play D&D, &D. and I'm like, I don't, what? I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Like, I've heard about D&D, &D, I just don't know anything about it. Yeah. And so, like, they helped me make a character, it was like a half-elf. Uh, I want to say rogue or ranger. I think it was yeah. a ranger. And uh, we played, like, a quick two-hour session mm -hmm. or so, like, one dungeon thing. Yeah. And uh, my my character was just, like, really horrible <laughs> and just kept springing traps. And so, oh, like, no. the DM was trying to kill her off. <laughs> And I was just like, oh no, you can't kill me. Oh no. But uh, that was my first experience. And then like, I didn't really get into it at mm -hmm. first. And then like later I was part of another campaign, but I had to end it early because of my job was too draining. Yeah. I didn't have enough time to yeah. dedicate to it, which was unfortunate because like that was a really fun campaign. And then they, it was, it's funny because like our timelines are very similar. It yeah. was like about four years ago, my boyfriend and I started dating and yeah. like that was when I was going through a really rough time. Like earlier yeah. in that year, I went through a breakup where, um, my, my previous relationship of four years ended really abruptly and really mm -hmm. heavily. And I was yeah. super depressed, uh, like most of the year, yeah. <laughs> most of the rest of the year. And my current boyfriend, who is amazing, yeah. and, like, he was... I know, I was to meet him downstairs, yeah, and he's, he's, he's so like, he's sweet. so sweet. Um, he's the best, and, you know, like, another humble brag, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, he... I knew him mm -hmm. for a couple of years before the breakup happened, and he... I met him when I first moved here and was looking for game shops, and I landed at Gigabytes, and he was working in the kitchen... He was wearing a Leopold's apron, which if anybody is from Savannah or has lived in Savannah or has uh -huh. been to Savannah, you know what Leopold's is. It's yeah. a really popular ice cream shop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, have you been to Leopold's? And he's like, yeah, I used to work there. I'm like, oh, did, did you live in Savannah? And he's like, yeah, I went to SCAD. I'm like, what was your major? And he's like, sequential art. I'm like... No, no way! What? You went to Scab for sequential art. When did you go? And he like listed off the dates. I'm like, I was there. Oh my gosh! You you and I went to Scab for sequential art at the same time. Wow. We never met until now, and so like, we became really good flat friends and like, had game nights together and yeah. stuff like that. Hung out a lot, and then my breakup happened, and he he dropped everything to help me. Aww. when I was like really super depressed he would like come over and cook meals for me because Aww. I was so sad I couldn't make my own meals Aww. I was really I was a mess and and so he was like why don't you hang out with me and my mm -hmm. friends because like I didn't I I completely shut down and wasn't socializing yeah and he's like come over to my friend's house we're gonna play some D&D &D. I think you would enjoy it and so like he got me in their session, mm -hmm. and I learned that you can play as 
a bird person. Yes. And I freaking love birds. I Anybody who knows me knows that I am all about birds. And I was going to say, I so feel much. like that's maybe where Feather came from. Yeah, so, so Feather, <laughs> Feather's an Aarakocra. And like, uh, when I learned that you can play as an Aarakocra, a bird person, I was so excited. And so I made this owl Air, druid. are so cute. I made an owl druid who could shapeshift, and she would like only ever shapeshift into another owl. Oh my gosh. And so she would just like be this big owl person and then she would shapeshift into a little owl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she was the most fun to play, but like I awesome. I I feel like I play Druid a lot. Druid or Ranger because like I love animal companions. Yeah. As but see the little bit that I've gotten to know <laughs> you those seem like the the natural classes. Yeah. It's so I'm a bit predictable, but like right now I'm playing uh, in a homebrew campaign where Ooh. I am a Tengu, which is an offshoot of Kenkus. Okay, they, but they can speak and they have like little uh, vestigial wings. Okay, and so uh, her, their name for is those, Addie. For those that don't want to play a Kenku but yeah. want to play a Kenku yeah. and not have to I deal really with all the play Kenku, I want to play a Kenku at some point, but it's... That's a lot of planning. Yeah, it's because, a lot to prepare for. Yes, because Kenkus can only s- repeat yeah. something they've heard before. They can only mimic. Yes. And so, that's... I wanted to do a Kenku, that, but, like, only use soundboards. Yes. <laughs> like, an air oh horn. <laughs> or, like, memes. Popular memes. Mm-hmm. But... Like, that's amazing. But, uh, so I'm playing this Tengu who is a wizard, mm-hmm. and, uh, I finally got a hold of a bag of tricks, and <laughs> I'm just having oh my gosh. a blast yes. just throwing animals out of this bag at people. Oh my gosh. And this poor Tengu, she's like... There, I keep like misgendering my own character. <laughs> They're non-binary. Okay, I keep forgetting. Like, I'm not the character. <laughs> I'm not non-binary, but my character. That's the that's the real fun. I think it's yeah. like getting getting into your character's person, right? And like having to get into their mindset because yeah. I, my my character leans on the chaotic side. Yep. I am not a most chaotic of, person. <laughs> most of my most of my characters are chaotic good because I am also chaotic good. But that's like my Star Wars character with with a lot of her backstory stuff coming up. There's a lot of stuff that I'm like, but I but I wanna go explore these like ties back to the dark side that she has. Mm-hmm. Ava probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. But Ashley really wants to know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go rushing into things. Yeah, but my character definitely. Does. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's just a blast, like getting to to get so into that and yeah. like immerse yourself in something for a few hours and forget about escape your real life for mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, and I've talked about this um, with another guest. There's a level. Of escapism, I feel like we crave as creatives and artistic mm-hmm. people that we find through D and D and stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you go to you go to theater and stuff, and you watch and you get immersed, especially if it's like really good. Um, but there's a that level of I get to be this character 
and I can be as immersed as I want. And when the storytelling and the role playing and everything just all aligns correctly and you can just forget you're at your kitchen table for a couple yeah. hours, you're just like, yeah. but, I, it's but, but I don't want this to end. <laughs> I want to keep playing. I want to keep can't wait being, for the next session. I know. Oh, and it's like, so uh, do you ever like find a really good, especially one of those like obscure TV shows and then you just obsess over it and you, you're yes. like, I have to watch all of the episodes right now. Oh, it's so goodness. good. Oh my gosh. And I, you just kind of forget for a couple hours that you're just... I was like that with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, I had I had pushed back on all of my friends who told me about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. And I was like, I don't watch TV yeah. shows. Yeah. That's not my thing. I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't like the hype behind it. I don't mm-hmm. like being told, oh, it's the greatest thing. You should watch it. I yeah. just don't like that. But when I started freelancing, I'm like... I am running quickly out of shows to binge yep. on my lunch break. Yep. So I I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I'm not... Well, this is going to turn a lot of people off. This is going to be, like, hot, <laughs> hot button. Like, I don't like Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg <laughs> is a very particular cup of tea. Yeah, and he's not my cup of tea. But... And that's okay. But in the show... I absolutely love his character. Yeah. And I fell quickly in love with all of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm definitely an Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely a, with like a little sprinkle of Rosa. Yeah. But like, I got so immersed in the show and I like binged it over the course of maybe a couple months. Yeah. And I reached the end of it on, on Hulu and I was like, no. No, no. no. The, there has to be more. <gasps> what do I do? What do I yeah. do? Yeah. And so, like, I'm, like, scrambling for all of these other shows to watch, and somebody will recommend a show. I'm like, great. And so I, like, binge through it, and I'm like, this is only eight episodes. Right. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? So, I found this one ep- I found this one show on, was it Amazon Prime? Uh, it's called The Last Tycoon, and it's Matt Bomer and Kelsey Grammer. And it's old, it's old Hollywood in, like, the 40s. And, like, the, the, like, the hype of all the movie studios and, like, all of them, like, competing against each other and stuff like that. And I love stuff like that. I love period pieces. I love, like, old Hollywood stuff. Um, And so this was, like, this is my cup of tea. And it was only one season. It was only, like, maybe ten episodes. And I'm just, like... Are we going to get any more of this? Because I need more. Yeah. I need more of this right now. So, but I yeah. love finding a good a good show to just dive into. Yeah. Like, I I watched through The Watchmen and then found out that they aren't making a second season. So sad. Oh, yeah. No, I did hear <laughs> and that. Then, and then uh, I binged through Raising Dion, which mm-hmm. is an amazing piece of... Uh, that was filmed here? Like... Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. I was like, oh, that's in, like, I know the place. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, uh, I loved Raising Dion because, like, it's a different kind of sci-fi, you Mm -hmm. know, like, it's a slice of life sci-fi. Yeah. And that's really cool to me. And, uh, what am I watching now? I don't even remember. Um, I just finished the third season of Sabrina. 
I have been told really good things about that. It's and like really that's, good. I have like a growing list of things that people yeah. are recommending to me, and I'm like, yeah. okay, no. I should probably, so I should if you watch if that. you like the witchy stuff, um, Sabrina is very yeah. I'm told it's very good. Yes. So and see, like I went back and I watched <laughs> the '90s Sabrina in prep for when the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina came out, and. I'm glad I did because it's so drastically different. <laughs> yeah. But I love them both That's so amazing. much. Um, uh, right now. And, like, one of my favorite things to do, too, is watch through series that I've already watched with a friend who is new to it. Mm-hmm. Like, right now my friend is watching Steven Universe oh, for yeah. the first time. And I am a huge Steven Universe fan. Like, I don't know if you saw my my Oh, I kind of... Saw it in a glance. There's, there's an event that I'm doing, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, mm-hmm. uh, that's all Steven Universe themed. Ooh. It's at the bakery, and I'm really excited for it. Uh, I don't know when this podcast is going to be released, but like, if people yeah. get a chance to go, it's going to be so cool. There are going to be a lot of really great artists there cool. selling Steven Universe stuff, and I'm really excited. But You uh, said, when was this? Uh, February 15th. Okay. So... I don't know, but I don't, I don't know. know if the timeline will line up, but, but <laughs> I don't know. like, uh, I just, the, when the show first came out, I started watching it, and I was just, like, so in love with all of them. I'm yeah. like, Pearl, I am Pearl, and so, like, I, I cosplay as Pearl a lot. Love that. All the different iterations, like, yeah. all of her different costumes and stuff, and so we just, we're just finishing up season one. Mm-hmm. watching this with my friend and I'm like we're, we get to the big episodes and I'm just like are you and like tears are running down their face and I'm like yeah yes feel the emotions <laughs> like yeah now you know have you have you watched with anybody yet and they not reacted the way you want them to react there have definitely been times when I've like watched movies that I'm passionate yes. about with people and I'm like why <laughs> like why can't Are you see this right like, I'm like looking at them expectantly and they're just like oh, yeah oh yeah I saw that like oh my ex made me so mad because like he would always call out what would happen before it even happened in I movie. hate people that do that and he's like oh I saw that coming a mile away I'm like Mm. Oh, can't you just enjoy this? Just, Please, just let me have that. Right, but um, but yeah, like there have definitely been those times, and I just have to understand that like that's not their thing, and that's okay. Yeah. I'll just have to like cross them off the yep. list. <laughs> These are the people that's fun to watch things with. These are the people <laughs> that ruin things as we watch them. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, but. Yeah, like, they, I, I get really into a lot of shows, and, like, fan, I have to pick and choose my fandoms really carefully, otherwise I'll start, like, creating fan art yep. of all of these different things, and yep. I, I have to rein it in, I feel like I don't have time for all of these, <laughs> but, um, like, I also cosplay uh, when I can, mm-hmm. and that's a thing that I have to rein in on as well, because yep. I really want to go all out, Yeah, I don't have budget, and I don't have the experience expertise and I don't have the time (laughs) and who's your who's your favorite character to cosplay I think Pearl Pearl like Pearl is she's easy yeah uh it's a very comfortable costume and I am like 
absolutely 100% that character. Yeah. And so when I put on the costume, it's so easy for me to get into the character. Yeah. Now, like, that being said, I will go to cons as, as Pearl sometimes and, like, get really aggressive uh, amethyst cosplayers <laughs> that will come up to me and do the annoying amethyst thing. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I just have to, like, take a deep breath and... and like, they think it's, it, they it's think like it's cute, the, but it's like the Deadpool cosplayers that think it's funny to do Deadpool things. Yeah. It's like, it's not. it's not that cute. Yeah, and I but... think people need to learn boundaries yes. exist still when you are cosplaying. Yes. Just because you're dressed as a character doesn't mean you want to play as that character. Yeah. But um, uh, another recent cosplay I did, which was really super fun, was my first group cosplay. Yeah. And my friends and I dressed as uh, the, uh, I can't remember the name of the illustrator, but she did a series of evolutions as, like, goddesses. Ooh. And I, I feel awful because I always like to give credit where credit is due. But uh, if, you, if you Google evolution goddess, you'll be able to find her. I but, feel like, like we should... Look it up, like, right yeah, now. Because like, I, I feel like I know what you're talking about. Um, hold on. You said Evie. Yeah, these. Um, uh, so this Ooh, is... Ooh, those are gorgeous! Little Paper Forest on DeviantArt. Um, I don't know what their Instagram handle is, but... Uh, but Little Paper it's, Forest. Yeah. On, you said so, DeviantArt? Yeah. So gorgeous. I love that DeviantArt is still a thing. I don't use it anymore. <laughs> but it is, but it I is love still that alive. It's still, <laughs> it's still alive in some capacity and kicking just a little bit. Um, but, um, but yeah, so like my, my friends and I got together and cosplayed as That's amazing. those characters. And I was Sylveon. Love. It was so great because, like, I had this big poofy wig, yes. which was heavy as all yeah. get oh, out. Yeah. But uh, I, I looked fabulous. And, yes. Uh, How can you not look fabulous? In <laughs> it was that? so great. And we had a, a photo shoot, uh, like an official mm-hmm. photo shoot, and the photos all looked amazing. But that's so cool. Uh, while we were prepping for the photo shoot, we're standing out there and. All of these kids would come up to me specifically and be Aww. like, are you a princess? And I'm like, yes, I'm yes. an Eevee princess. Whatever you want me to be, you're adorable. <laughs> like, and that's like, it's cosplaying is, is also very satisfying to me. Like, it's fulfilling yeah. seeing, like, because I like to cosplay, uh, you know, kind of like lesser known, mm-hmm. more unpopular characters. Right. Like, niche characters like I wouldn't I Pearl is definitely not niche but like there I feel like there isn't a huge popularity for Mm -hmm. Pearl a lot of people probably find her obnoxious and uptight (laughs) and I'm like I'm sorry that's me (laughs) (laughs) I am Pearl but like uh for example I did uh when was it it was it one year or two years ago I went to Dragon Con Mm -hmm. As the different evolutions of Torchic. Okay. Because Torchic is my favorite. It's 
my baby. I love Toy Trick with the Patchwork. Like, I, I love fire starters. Yeah. And I love birds. Mm-hmm. And Toy Trick is just cool. Yeah. Toy Trick is adorable. And then Combuskin's okay. <laughs> Nobody really likes Combuskin that much, but I still like that. That is crazy fire chicken. But <laughs> is there really like a middle evolution that people really like? There are some. I, I feel, feel like, like there, I feel like the middle few. evolution is that awkward like growing yeah, stage. Yeah, the teenage phase. Yeah, like <laughs> between Charmander and Charizard. Do we really like Charmeleon? I'm okay with Charmeleon. I mean, he's it's cute, okay. but he's not <laughs> as cute as Charmander or as badass as Charizard. Yeah, that's fair. But he's the he's the I still like angsty teenage <laughs> version of Charmander. But uh, so yeah, I did. Torchic one day, Combuskin the next day, and then I was Blaziken oh my the following day. But I did, like, j- Gajinka form, so, like, I had a really cute little orange sundress oh and my a gosh. big old yellow bow for Torchic. That's so awesome. And I was just, like, really cutesy. And then for Combuskin, I did, like, urban gangster, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> with a hoodie, and, like, I always had, like, I had the, um, the beanie cap, but with, yeah. like, a big palm. Uh-huh. On top. Oh my gosh. And uh and like parachute pants and and uh high tops. Yes. And I'm and sure that's your comfiest cosplay today. It was very comfortable. <laughs> and then uh Blaziken, I oh I don't have a mask here. I had a, a mask specially made that I like clipped mm-hmm. to the side of my wig, like just kind of on top of my yeah. head. And I had a long blonde wig. And like a like one of those one piece bodysuit mm-hmm. things with like the flare legs. Yeah. And uh, there was one guy. I found a, a vest too, a big furry vest. Oh my gosh. To wear that was great. Yes. It was perfect. And then uh, this one guy recognized me as Blaziken, and he squealed. Oh my gosh. And just like he couldn't contain himself. It's like. It, like, started getting really emotional, and I'm like, hi. Thanks for knowing (laughs) who I am. Yeah, because it's, like, when you're a Gajinka, it's, like, sometimes hit or miss. Like, people will either recognize you immediately or they don't. Yeah. So, that was was super fun. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, I'm not, like, a pro cosplayer or anything. I don't get really super into it. I don't dump, like, $300 into a costume or anything like that. I... I, there's only one costume that I've, like, actually dumped, like, a very large amount of money into, and that's my recent, uh, Batgirl, but it's a version that no one else does. It's, yeah. uh, she had, uh, Sideshow Collectibles released a statue of her, um, in a gray with, like, the Kevlar pieces, um, protecting, like, under her arms, yeah. and there was all this line work across the abs, and it's... It's a gorgeous suit. And I was just like, I have to. But I was like, this is not a costume that I can make myself. Mm -hmm. It's it's just not. Um, And so I commissioned the fabulous uh, Castle Corsetry to make it for me. And she did this costume so much justice. And I am so happy with it. Um, And it's... Oh, my God. 
good. It's man. so intense. That's but I'm amazing. just kind of like, no one else is gonna. This is I like a it. hidden gem of a costume. Yeah. No one else is gonna do this. But one. it's still recognizable. Like that's it definitely is. it's that girl. But that's like, the that's the statue. Oh, it's so good. And I was just like, I have I to. Love it. I have to. I can either buy the statue, or I can buy the costume because they were yeah. about the same price. Yeah. And I was like. I just want to be this statue. Yeah. So. That's really cool, though. So, but I love, if I'm going to do a more popular character, I like doing a more obscure version um, yeah. of that character. So that, yeah. Like, like, when I cosplay Pearl, sometimes I go as the, the casual mom Pearl. Yeah. Like, where she goes to the rock concert with Steven and yeah. wears the jean jacket. And oh, my gosh. Or, like, the leather jacket and... Like, her pants are rolled up and everything. Yeah. And so, like, that's really fun. Uh, but, yeah, like, doing the more obscure stuff just to see people's reactions who recognize it is really, yeah. really fun. I love it. Because there's a part of you that's like, oh, I want people to know what I, like, who I am. But then you're like, but I want those, like, really hardcore ones to know. Mm-hmm. And that's the more satisfying. Absolutely. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh, we've been talking for so long. An hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> goodness. Um, so where can we find you across the internet? Oh, lots of places. Uh, like <laughs> I said, I don't really do DeviantArt anymore. I'm sure it's still up there somewhere in the ether, but I haven't had a shit. It's like all of our MySpaces. All of yeah. our MySpaces are still technically there. And but Zanga. Yes. Yeah. Find me on Zanga. No, <laughs> please don't find me on Zanga. You don't want to see any of that. It was awful. <laughs> Uh, but I'm really active on Instagram and Facebook mostly. Uh, so Instagram is M is a burb. M like E M E M I S E A for Emily B I R B. That's important. It's burb. not bird. It's burb. Burb. I will. <laughs> I will be posting all of the social handles with the episode Excellent. so that people know how it's spelled. And but. Then, Emma's a burb on Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash EJS Creations Art. Perfect. And um, I I think I have links to, like, all my other sites. Like, I have a website that's just basically a portfolio, and then I have, Mm -hmm. you know, Tumblr. But uh, if you want to buy anything, like, any of my plethora of magnet sets, uh, my Etsy is EJS Creations Art as well. Love. So... We will definitely. I'm I'm planning a lot of new magnet sets this year, Ooh, so yay. I'm really excited for that. And will you Will you be around at conventions this year? Yes, Momo I will Con. be. I'm planning. So I'm doing a lot more uh, events as myself as mm-hmm. EJS Creations. Okay. Locally. Okay. So like I said, I've got the uh, Crystal Gems Art Show this okay. month. Perfect. And uh, next month I will be at Ironmonger Brewery. Okay. So I do a lot of stuff at breweries as well because mm-hmm. they have like little cutesy art shows. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to do at least one of those a month. And then uh, we are planning on being at Momocon. We've we've already arranged for that. Perfect. So oh, as your as your duo group. Yes. Yeah, so we will Wonderful. be we will be at Momocon again as Flint and Feather. And we're really excited. And this is kind of a, a little plug for Flint and Feather. Uh, which you can also find on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Perfect. But uh, we are planning to release a new set of pins, <gasps> and this is this is the first like public announcement. Ooh, so, inside scoop. Uh, if it if this comes out before Valentine's Day, 
the Kickstarter launches on Valentine's Day. Okay. Uh, because we it's such a big undertaking, mm-hmm. and we have to do all of these pins at once, otherwise right. it doesn't work for us. Like, right. We just don't want to do sets of them. Right. Because we are doing pride alignment pins. Okay. That's so awesome. The, like the... Uh, we're, we're making changes to the original pins, the uh-huh. character alignment pins. So we're yeah. updating those to be how we kind of originally envisioned them because we had some difficulties with our manufacturer. Okay. We still love the ones that we got, yeah. but they, the colors are more muted than we thought. Yeah. So we want to brighten those up a little bit. Okay. And so we're, we're getting new sets of those made and then we are also adding more bottom sets so like you know how there's a top pin and mm-hmm. then there's a bottom pin and yes. the tops are you know lawful neutral okay. or chaotic mm-hmm. and then you can tag on your you know evil good or neutral but you can also tag on uh bi gay lesbian. oh my gosh so you could be like chaotic bi or uh neutral uh Neutral ace, or you know, like, <laughs> neutral gay, like all this sort chaotic of chaotic gay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, and it was something that we had that's amazing. Very early on, that's so cool. But we just didn't have the funds, and like yeah. we didn't know. We wanted to kind of wait to release it to see how good mm-hmm. the reception was on the other pins, and the, the reception was amazing. On yeah, we were already like sold out of almost sold out of like a couple of them. Okay, and which is blows my mind. But uh, we don't even have an Etsy shop <laughs> yeah. for that, so we're working on getting the Etsy shop okay. up this week. Perfect. And uh, and then we're going to launch the Kickstarter on February 14th and Perfect. hopefully get that completely funded. And will it run for the typical month? Yeah, it's going to run for a month. Okay, so perfect. We plan on ending it on March 13th, Okay. and we do have some plans for if we reach certain uh, numbers you know, yeah. as Kickstarters do, but, like, yes. we we have, like, a new set of 12 okay. designs okay. in the, the ones that we want to do. And then, hopefully, <laughs> if it's successful yeah. enough, we can do some additional designs that we kind of brainstormed recently as well. Okay, perfect. But uh, we're working on getting that all set up, and it's really exciting. Awesome. And I'm, I'm hoping that it goes well, because I really want to use... I hope it goes... I hope it is exponentially, like, the greatest Kickstarter to ever happen. Yeah. Because and, uh, I want this out <laughs> in the world. I We want it out in the world. Like, it, again, it's like that thing where we just want to yeah. make other people's lives better. Yes, you know? and I and, feel like, like it's now is a exist. great time for yeah. that. And I feel like people are going to jump on it and eat it up, and they're yeah. going to love it, and it's going to be so successful. And it's going to be insane, because we're trying to have all of them done by MomoCon. So oh my gosh. We can have them but for sale. You, but there. yeah, exactly. I was but about to ask if you were going to try and have some for sale yeah, at MomoCon. We're, that's our big goal. Cool. So, we're awesome. like rushing. I will make I will make sure that this comes out before the Kickstarter ends. That way, that'd be great. That way we can we can get some some people over to yeah. the Kickstarter because uh, we really 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 yes. want to make these pins. Absolutely, like, so I want much. you to make these pins. These pins are so cool, and I again I feel like the nerd community is going to eat these up. Yeah. So and. I, I don't, like, I'm trying to, like, keep it together. Yeah. Because, like, 
we got such a great reception when we started pitching the idea to people at Momocon last right. year. And I, I'm, like, confident it's going to do well. Yeah. But, I'm but like, you also want to say it, it could not, and that's fine. If we fail, it's okay. We're not going <laughs> to think like that. But, yeah. We're going to no. be super confident that everyone is going to want these pins, that everyone is going to support the Kickstarter, yeah. and y'all are going to, like, make all the money to make all the pins, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It'll so. be it'll be really cool. Yes, even I'm if so we excited. Just, even if we just make like half of them, that yes. would be great. So um, cool. Is there anywhere else? And like I said, I'll make sure to link um, all of this stuff. I'll make sure to grab the Kickstarter link from yeah. you when we post the episode. Um, oh, so I'm on Twitter. Kind of... Yeah, I, I'm not like super active on Twitter, <laughs> but like I I post to Instagram and then like auto post to okay. all of the other platforms. Cool. So like Instagram is probably the best place to follow okay. me. Cool. Um. And then, of course, follow my Etsy shop because yes. that's... And go buy all of the art. Please it's do. so cute. Please do. It's I want to get rid of some of the stock so I can make room for more <laughs> stuff. Yes. And we will... I know I'll see you at MomoCon. Yes. So... You will. We will make sure to stop by the booth and see you and give you a hug and all of that. Yay. So... Oh, yeah. And on, on that subject, like, if you go to MomoCon, you may see... Um, some of my art on a big old wall <gasps> uh, for a photo op. So uh, that's if exciting. You, if you see a big uh, wall that has like a pair of wings on Ooh. it that you can take your picture in front of, yeah, that's me. Ooh, that's, that's so did, exciting! So. All of the things are happening for you, and I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it's so. really thrilling. So. Oh, you you must just be like, all of the things are happening. Yeah. It's so it's surreal to me. Like that's to be awesome. honest. Like sometimes I get that imposter syndrome, you know. Yeah. Like I, I'm waiting but no, for I'm waiting I feel, for the axe to drop, you know, yeah. I'm waiting for No, but you deserve happen. it. Your art is seriously amazing. Um I wish you and Flint and Feather and all of that to have another successful yeah. Momocon, yeah. another successful another successful Kickstarter. A successful Kickstarter, and I just, I wish all the best for you. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> this was so much fun. I'm glad you had fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And yeah, and thanks to uh, Geek Grind Geek Grind, the delicious it was cold brew very coffee. Very good coffee. So, uh, I think I might need another cup. Yeah. So, I think I'm good with, I'm usually good with one cup. <laughs> I like I said, that. I run coffee and I think so. But awesome. So we're going to sign off and we will see everyone next time. Thank you so much for listening to Nerd Spretso. Your support means so much to us. Make sure you hit your like, follow, subscribe, and download buttons so that you're ready as soon as new episodes hit. You can also support us on Patreon and engage in giveaways, guest suggestions, early episode releases, and more. By taking a small moment to support us, you give us the ability to bring you a better podcast. We'll see you next week.